Hello, and welcome to another episode of Connectivity. My name is Nicholas Scott. I am the founder of Music and Soul, uh, music therapy and wellness services, and I just wanted to come on today uh, just to talk a little bit about music, the brain, and the body. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic because um, I was kind of in a lull there for inspiration when it came to blogs or podcast ideas as to what to talk about. <clears throat> and a friend of mine, she goes and says, oh, why don't you do something about music in the brain? <laughs> or music's impact on the brain. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's a big topic. <laughs> um, very big topic indeed. But here we go. This, this is what music in the brain is all about. I won't be able to cover the whole extent, um, but this is what I know so far. And I just wanted to share a little anecdote. Um, when my grandmother had a stroke, um, I had the honor of caring for her. And at this time, I realized that, you know, there are a few things that were impacted, like her memory, speech, motor functioning, all of that was affected. And I did not have the formal training in music therapy, but we would often sing together. I noticed, you know, she may not remember fully how to write um, or prepare a meal for herself, but she did remember all the lyrics to the songs. And the songs seemed to give her an opportunity to reminisce. And eventually, I did start working with people recovering from strokes when studying music therapy. And I finally learned how music engagement really specifically supported their recovery. And, you know, thus far, my grandmother is not with us anymore, but I would like to hope that those moments we had singing brought a little bit more clarity to her day and helped her. Because um, I did notice that she was able to speak easier on certain topics afterwards. And it was very fascinating. When we look at the brain, it's an organ that is shrouded with mystery. <laughs> Some say we only use 10% of our brain. But current neurological research using fMRI scans show that all of our brain is actually in use all the time. But what is mysterious is our understanding, uh, the puzzle, that is neuro neural circuitry. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. <clears throat> our brains, the average brain, is three pounds. <laughs> that, to me is remarkable how this little tiny little thing has so much power. And there are roughly a hundred billion neurons firing at a given time. Neurons um, are those little cells that conduct electricity. 
and even communicate using more than 40 different types of neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are kind of like a coding index for the brain. Um, using different chemical reactions, the brain's able to transmit and communicate diff to different cells. And it essentially tells our whole body and our whole being what to do through these different chemicals. And although we may use all of our brain, there you know, there's still lots of mystery when it comes down to what this, to the specifics as to how the brain is influenced. Now, we know for fact that some key activities that help your brain function well is exercise, getting enough nutrition, having good sleep hygiene, stimulating your brain through problem solving, and um, challenging it through problem solving as well. Now, this is where music comes in. <laughs> Since the 1990s, music and neuroscience started a unique love affair. You know, music therapy was changed because its potential grew. Not only could it be used for psychological, social, and emotional needs, but it grew to be used for neurological and physiological needs as well. Um, most research uh, that's been done has been done on individuals or populations who suffered a brain injury. And they either maintained or lost aspects of their musical skills. Now this research gave insight as to what parts of the brain are being used when engaging in music. And music has been shown now to stimulate the, both hemispheres of the brain, but it really depends on what the task is. For instance, the right hemisphere of the brain is known when it's stimulated. Uh, it's, it's stimulated when the task is, you know, recognizing melodies, pitch, timbre, music performance, or if you're having an emotional response to the music. The left side of the brain is stimulated when rhythm is involved, reading music, or naming notes and pieces. So music is a product of the human brain. However, the brain that engages in music is also changed by engaging in music. <laughs> uh, this, comes, this is a quote from the Handbook of Neurologic Music Therapy by M.H. Thout, Macintosh, and Owenberg. So it can now be seen that music not only influences musical abilities within the brain, but also non-musical activities like speech, emotional regulation, motor functioning, and cognition. There's some key aspects of music, <clears throat> such as rhythm, melody, and performance that can be used to support individuals recovering from a variety of medical needs, not just uh, strokes. So a great example of this is the approach of neurologic music therapy. This is an approach that gives already certified music therapists 
a series of 20 standardized interventions that utilize music specifically to recover speech, cognition, and motor functioning. Um, it does go into emotional regulation as well, um, but its predominant focus has been thus far on speech, cognition, and motor functioning. So I took the training in 2020, and I'm grateful that I have it. I find that the approach is very useful, especially when working with people who have neurologic conditions. Um, it gives me a deeper understanding as to what is going on in their bodies at the time. And also, okay, here's what I can do musically. I, that I know will hurt that, <laughs> excuse me, that I know will work and it won't cause any harm. Cause for a long time I was really nervous. Oh my God, am I causing this person harm? And some people are like, well, how can you harm someone with music? Well, Here's the thing with neurologic conditions, it's not that you can hurt them, but you just, you don't want to cause uh, a negative response in the body that you can't contain. Um, so having a deeper understanding now as to what to do, it, it makes the world a difference. Another common understanding that most music therapists have is that music can have a direct effect on the nervous system, heart rate, and respiration. Um, we knew this before neurologic music therapy, and we knew this because of something called the ISO principle. Um, this principle states that if you match the client's initial mood with the music, you can shift the client's mood to a more optimal state. And this can be applied to biological needs as well. For instance, if someone's heart rate is pulsing rapidly, you may listen to it, match the initial heart rate rhythmically, and then slowly slow down the pulse by slowing down the rhythm. Now, it's funny because <clears throat> this has been proven just by people being on biofeedback monitors. If you look at a heart monitor and you notice that it's pulsing rapidly, you'll notice that the music starts to decrease the heart rate in a, to a more optimal state. This can also be used for respiration as well. And um, in NMT, there's a technique called TIMP, or Therapeutic Instrumental Music Performance. And this intervention is, can be adapted to improve respiration as well. Uh, you can give the client an opportunity uh, to play certain instruments that require breath, like maybe playing a recorder or a, a trumpet or an instrument, a flute, something that requires a sustained breath. And eventually that'll stimulate the lungs to produce more air and help the lungs to heal. <clears throat> So we know music has an effect because it initially regulates the nervous system. And in turn, when you regulate the nervous system, you're able to affect the rest of the body. So I'd like to conclude by saying that music is a powerful resource. 
you know, humans have been, have known its healing power intuitively, but now scientific research is providing us with a deeper understanding. And music not only affects the heart and the soul, but now we understand how it affects the brain and the body. And I am so excited to see what is to come.